Alice Ann Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animal's Eye View Podcast. I'm thinking that you're all likely familiar with the joke, you know, a priest, a rabbi, and uh, Iman walk into a bar, et cetera, et cetera. And I think there have been variations on that joke that you can kind of plug in, I don't know, like an alien, an earthling, and maybe an angel walked into a bar. And to me, when I think about that joke, it's really putting together beings, things, etc., that you wouldn't necessarily put together because they, at least at first glance, appear to be not connected to each other. Definitely a priest and a rabbi and iman that they are individuals who are connected in some way or another to a religious system of belief. And maybe the bar is like the connecting point, that the bar is the place where everybody is equal, everyone has equity with each other, and somehow maybe the magic of the bar is going to bring everybody together. And as the joke goes on, of course, there's perhaps some revelation of how these, again, at first glance, oppositional figures are somehow related to each other. And so when I thought about doing today's podcast, I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought immediately, because this is how this works for me, a lion, a giraffe, and a zebra walk into a bar. Because certainly they are very physically different from each other. Two of them the giraffe and the zebra have ways of camouflaging themselves. The lion, of course, is an apex predator. And lion, of course, would likely out in the wild prey on both giraffe and zebra. And because we're going to be talking just a little bit about aspects of energy, at least as identified by humans, and to me, that's the bottom line, right? As I've said in past podcasts, humans have a way of putting lots of words and putting basic tenets of energy into systems and saying, well, okay, so if we're going to look at it through the lens of this system, this is what this energy is. And over here on the other side of the room, we're going to look at the same energy through a different system. And somehow to me, I think that ends up being divisive because in the background, at least the energy as animals would see it, and even the energy as its own identity would say, dudes, I'm the same. 
you might experience it differently than the person or being or earthling sitting next to you or standing next to you. But that has everything to do with how you are supposed to, to a certain extent, based on your soul path, experience this energy. And that doesn't really have anything to do with me, the energy. That has everything to do with how you see and experience me during this, whether it be animal experience, plant experience, crystal experience, and human experience for a very brief while on this planet. And so I think it's helpful at times to look at energy, capital E, perhaps through the lens of, again, pieces that as humans identify them, may be diametrically opposed to say, we're really just talking about the same energy. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, Lizanne, why is this so important to me at this point? I have lots more things on my plate to do. And the answer to that is your, what I would call energy fingerprint, especially at this point in time on this planet, is everything. To borrow a phrase from, I don't know, maybe the 70s or 80s, your vibe precedes you. Your vibe is going to become so much more important than you can possibly imagine. Because at this point on this planet, we're kind of peeling back the layers, sometimes ripping the layers off of what no longer serves in order to get to the core of who you are and who every other earthling on this planet is, a core of equity, because that's how animals see it. And I think that's part of the beauty of talking about a lion, a giraffe, and a zebra. Yeah, they understand who they are on this planet. They understand who each one of them is in their experience, but they leapfrog, literally kind of just run around over under through those physical differences that at this point in time, humans seem fixated upon and were so desperately attached to those outside differences. And to be clear, those outside differences have been used as a tool to make others less than, to see others less than, to keep others in being in a place of less than. And again, meanwhile, in the background, energy is jumping up and down and waving its arms and saying, yo, over here, look over here. Everything is literally the same. And why humans do persist upon making these categories for yourselves when that doesn't really serve you. It's a, it's a false narrative, if you will, to the basic backdrop of who you are as an energetic vibration. And to quote from one of the links, and I have three or four different links that I'm hoping are going to be helpful and informative to you all listening to the podcast. But let me quote from a quantum physicist from Oxford, no less, that was talking about energy And he was talking about how the human body creates electromagnetic fields kind of all by itself. And we've talked about this before, that science does recognize that all living beings on the planet have their own bioelectric field because, of course, 
all cells are made of materials capable of creating and conducting their own electricity. And from the animal's perspective, again, where science likes to parse things out and say, well, this connects to this and this connects to this, and this is how all the pieces are connected. What we lose when we do that is the overarching synergy of what's really at the core of that design plan, if you will, that everything is supposed to work together and everything in fact does work together. And to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter whether or not we know how that works together. I firmly believe that our purpose here is simply to experience it works together and how we interact with that particular piece of energy because they're not separate as in a scientific laboratory. Intention, emotion, your history, your species history, everything all play a part in each and every moment because energy as we know is constantly changing. So that quote from that physicist is, quote, you are an electric field, a giant electric field which holds your atoms together and which uses other electric fields to talk to other bits of yourself. And to this I would add, and others. I would invite you as you kind of move throughout your days from this point forward Rather than focusing on what you see, what you hear, etc. externally, I would invite you to reach out internally if you meet a new person and observing, keyword, not judging, others on this planet. If you would just kind of take a step back actually out of human experience and into the place where your energy fingerprint is incredibly vibrant and so colorful, as are all others on the planet, and to just simply observe what is being offered to you in that moment. I think we're so used to being distracted and flying around, and I have to do this, and I have to go there, and this is due, and... I have to get this for my kids at home. And what about schoolwork? And we've talked about this before. I firmly believe one of the messages behind the coronavirus is we're way too distracted for our own good. And we are neglecting the inner part of ourselves, which of course makes everything run and everything go. When I was doing my research for this podcast, there was a really interesting study done I think it was back in 2001, if memory serves, check check the link out in uh, my podcast. And I do specifically like it when I'm doing my research. If I see something that's done by the National Institutes of Health, for me, that is not necessarily the gold standard, but I know that if I go to that website, it is going to be something that is presented in a very clear and objective way. Yes, it does have the tenets of science behind it, but to a certain extent, there's a lot of scientists out there, a la Einstein and Tesla, who are willing to incorporate all kinds of different things of energy into what it is that they think about. And so this study, and I'm going to quote from the study, quote, 
After controlling for the other variables and identifying reproducible and statistically significant changes, we believe the images created in our study represent the interaction of biologically generated electromagnetic fields interacting with the corona discharge created by the electrophotographic device. And what they did is that they studied energy practitioners a.k.a. people like me and maybe someone that you love and know in your life. And they conducted this study to see whether or not they could record and actually observe electromagnetic fields that were not generated by muscle stimulation, neuronal action, messages by the nervous system, etc., simply because they are difficult to detect. Then again, quoting from the study, we attempted to investigate the existence of electromagnetic fields associated with biologic systems using new image analysis techniques to analyze high-voltage electrophotography. And so each practitioner had studied a formal training curriculum and was a professional energy practitioner. Images representing attempts of both energy practitioners and controls to elicit a change in the electromagnetic admissions were captured by electrophotographic means. And what they said was, we found a correlation between a change in the electromagnetic emissions for the body and the conscious desire of an energy practitioner to change this state. That's huge. That's, that's to me, at least kind of groundbreaking. Let's hook up with these, you know, Reiki practitioners, etc., and see whether just by based on their intention and desire, we can record whether they in fact can change their bioelectric field. And in fact, yes, that was entirely possible. Which leads me into Curlian photography, and I'm not sure whether you all are familiar with that, and maybe maybe you are. It's important to talk about the bioelectric field that you, just like your shadow, <laughs> you carry it with you pretty much everywhere you go. And based on your intention and desire, you can actually change the frequency of that bioelectric field by what you think and how you feel. And of course, animals do that all the time. You all are familiar with octopus, with chameleon. If they sense danger coming in, just by an intention of changing their electromagnetic field, they can in fact also cause a change to happen via their specific anatomical setup of camouflaging their skin. So if danger is present, you're not going to be able to see them. We can't necessarily change our skin, but we certainly can change that vibe, if you will, that bioelectric field of energy, because trust me when I say this, other people sense your bioelectric field of energy. As I said earlier, your vibe precedes you. When you walk into a room simply by setting your intention, oh, this is going to go really well. I wonder if not whether these people are going to like me. I wonder if I'm going to like these people. Just by 
considering the difference between those two thoughts, you can see how that would change your bioelectric field and how other people perceive you. Curlian photography was basically high voltage electrophotography, which became known as Curlian photography when this individual, Simeon Curlian, placed an object on electromagnetically charged plates to capture the corona, aka the bioelectric field of energy. And to quote from Wikipedia, one of the links I'm going to put into the podcast notes. Quote, Curlian photography is a collection of photographic techniques used to capture the phenomenon of electrical coronal discharges. It is named after Simeon Curlian, who in 1939 accidentally discovered that if an object on a photographic plate is connected to a high voltage source, an image is produced on the photographic plate which is what these researchers, fast forward to 2001, they knew about Curlian photography, they knew about the bioelectric field that the body emits all the time, and they thought to themselves, huh, let's see if we, you know, get these energy-savvy individuals, hook them up to these electromagnetic plates, and see whether, based on their intention and desire, they can cause a change in their own bioelectric field. To me, that's groundbreaking and actually mind-blowing, because that says to me that I, as well as you, can change your bioelectric field if you so choose. Imagine the difference that can make out there on the planet. Imagine the difference that if we were the lion, the giraffe, and the zebra walking into a bar, that lion might be able to say for just a moment, yeah, yeah, okay, these guys are my buddies. I'm going to have a drink with them. For just a moment, I'm going to remember that rather than predator on this planet, I am also a soul in animal experience, and that is my deep and eternal connection with my brethren, a giraffe and a zebra, in sharing this planetary experience with them for ever so brief an amount of time. And we as beings in human experience can do exactly the same thing. It honestly doesn't take science to tell you this. Your heart tells you this. The heart, of course, having its own electromagnetic vibration and frequency that's separate from the brain, which is why we often say, lead with the head, follow with the heart. At least I do. And that might be someone else's saying. And if so, I apologize for not having the credit, the author's credit. But lead with your head, follow with your heart. Some people might say, lead with your heart, follow with your head. And maybe even a step beyond that would be combining heart and head together so that you are able to look with deep compassion at individuals who might be different from you, individuals who you might perceive are so different from you that you think, oh my God, there's just, there's just no way on this planet that I could ever possibly get to that place 
or I could be simpatico with these individuals. I submit that if you look at them as frequencies and vibration away from the experience that they're ever so temporarily in, you're going to find that connection. You might even take that extra step and ask yourself, okay, so if I'm lion, if I'm giraffe, if I'm zebra, what role do I have to play here? What role am I playing for them? Everybody has a role to play when we come to this planet. That's how this works. Does that mean that the role is separate from the soul path? No, it is not. It is actually one and the same. And even if you're given this certain role to play, you can look at that role and say, yeah, you know what? I understand this. I understand that maybe this is part of the awareness that I'm supposed to gain when I come to this planet. I choose to do different. I choose to be different. Our species above all others has the ability to shift and to become not only guardians of the planet, but stewards of the planet, regardless of whether we're a lion, a giraffe, or a zebra. Those are just the suits, the temporary suits that we put on for a very short period of time. I invite you to keep track of the Schumann Resonance talking about energy. It has been off the charts and all over the place. It has been 16, it's been up to 70, it's, then it peaked even further at 93, then it bombs back down to 23. There is a massive shift in energy happening on this planet. It will serve you so much better to begin to understand who you are as an energetic being on this planet rather than what you do, how you do that, and the temporary human experience you have here on this planet. The energetic you is so incredibly powerful. I encourage you and I invite you to just, even this next week, put your big toe into that pool of energy. You are likely to feel a great big huge old shock and then rest a little while after that shock. Let your body kind of go, oh, so he or she, they are paying more attention to who they are on an energetic level. Oh, I like this. This is really good. Oh, I'm really happy they're doing this. Then just follow that next step. Those steps will appear to you. And I invite you to step on them. The animals most definitely are with us on our journey always, and most especially at this point in time. Thanks for listening today. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Do reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazanflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, LinkedIn. This has been the Animal's Eye View Podcast. See you next time.